Part of BFA's mission is to equip its students, equip its staff, and equip anybody that walks through these doors with the ability and the training and the heart to influence their world for Christ through biblical thought, character, and action. In education, we don't always see the fruits of our labor until years and years afterwards. And so it's always a really special thing to hear and connect with alumni who have come through these doors, been trained and equipped and spoken into, and then have been taken to other parts of the world and equipped by God to do the things that he has called them to do. I'm excited today to talk with an alum who is serving out in the Himalayas. Her name is Katie. And it is just so wonderful to see how God brings people like her through ups and downs and through these halls and has equipped her to influence the world around her. Let's dive into that conversation. love to hear some of your background, how you are connected to BFA, as well as what you're up to right now, if you could share that. Sure. Um, Yeah, so I went to BFA a number of years ago, um, and I went there for two years, my grade 11 and 12 year, and um, my parents were working in um, Central Asia, so yeah, I went um, to BFA for my last couple years of high school. yeah. And you were in the dorm. I right? was in a dorm, um, Bitlingen. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because I had a lot of opportunities at BFA, I got a scholarship to a school I probably couldn't have afforded in my hometown in BC. And um, so that let me go to that school. And then um, I decided to go into nursing during that time. I, I took it took me a little bit of time to figure out what I wanted to do. So I did just like a year of general studies at Trinity Western in in BC, and then after that, I decided, yeah, I did want to be a nurse. So I went and did my four years of nursing. Yeah, then I I really the reason I became a nurse was because I really wanted to work overseas again. Like I kind of spent a number of years overseas with my parents, and then um, it was actually my last my last year at BFA. I went on a trip to like one of the missions trips to Kenya and it was there that I was, I saw this, we were living, like we flew out in the bush um, of um, I think Northern Kenya and there was like nothing there. The landing strip was like this bumpy unpaved <laughs> thing. And, and we were like in a 12 seater plane. Um, yeah. So there was like the middle of nowhere. There's literally nothing but huts around and um, like some hippos, in like this like a farther off in a little lake and then these people group that this missionary couple were, were working with and uh i remember like being really it was really far like really out in the middle of nowhere and i remember being really like inspired by this couple that lived there with their family um because the dad was i think his dad had was a surgeon and so he knew like how to stitch up stuff and um, like, cause they're in the middle of nowhere. They had literally nothing really. And, uh, so the people and people were working with like tools so they could cut themselves or I don't know, 
lots of accidents could happen. So he knew how to stitch up. He knew how to do stitches. And then his wife, um, she was a nurse. She wasn't like, she, I think she was an LPN. She'd done two years of nursing. And, but that was enough that she like could really help the people there. And I remember being so inspired because I was just like growing up in Central Asia a little bit. I was like, I like the adventure of living overseas, but I also, I think just my personality and stuff, I just like knowing how to help people practically. So I was like, yeah. And she would encourage, she was, sometimes she talked with us girls and be like, yeah, what do you guys want to do with your life? And remember her suggesting to become a nurse and come to help out. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But then, um, so that was what kind of first put that in my mind um, to become a nurse. And then, um, but then when I graduated BFA, I wasn't quite sure if I'd actually enjoy nursing. Um, I thought maybe I'd rather be a pilot cause that seemed fun. <laughs> and anyways, I did a personality <laughs> test that I realized yeah. I didn't. I think a lot of people have that, yeah. have that wondering and like, Oh man, I should be like a pilot or a professional bungee jumper or something. <laughs> totally. but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's about being a pilot sounded like lots of fun. Um, but I realized I did this personality test and it, it kind of helped me realize I actually liked working with people more than machines or machinery. And so I was like, Oh, okay, maybe I should be a nurse. So after a year of just like general studies in university, I decided to be going to nursing. And then, uh, my whole goal through the whole nursing program was like, I just want to go out into the bush and like help people. I don't know, <laughs> give vaccines, do whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I actually didn't really enjoy, I actually had a really hard time through my whole nursing. Like I did well in school, but I didn't enjoy what I was doing. Cause it was all in the hospital with like all this equipment. And I don't know, I just, it didn't hit my, yeah. it didn't yeah, really yeah. Um, until I got to, um, like women's health, maternity and stuff with labor and delivery. And that finally it clicked. And I, I don't know what it was. It was just like, I like this. And, um, anyway, so I, I decided to specialize in that. I still didn't really want to work in a hospital in Canada. I wanted to just go right overseas again. Um, but, um, yeah, but for some reason, God kept me there. And I actually, I think I know why he kept me there. But um, I, so I ended up working in, in Canada for, um, I think it was like, yeah, five years before um, I felt like released by God to like start figuring out if I could work overseas. Yeah, then I joined an organization five years ago. And then since then, um, I did some training with them and some discipleship programs. Yeah, just a few months ago, actually, I I moved to um, to the Himalayas and have lived here now for three months. Um, okay. Actually, planning on moving last year, and then a week before my flight was supposed to go, COVID came, so I was yeah, in sure. Canada another year. Um, but that was actually good preparation still. But so yeah, now yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here working as a nurse, um, hoping to um, teach women about like women's health and help women who are pregnant, like just kind of like do prenatal classes and then kind of bring more awareness around, yeah, women's health issues in, in this country. And the goal is to, is to eventually like teach people who can then teach others so that, yeah, so that people, the kind of the knowledge will spread. Um, 
yeah, so that's sort of what I'm doing right now. And in, in a very um, short, short answer, your your question, I think I have <laughs> too much. I don't know. It was like a long answer. No, it's okay. I, I mean, it's it's great to hear about okay. uh, the impact that you're having now and the work that you're involved in now. It's not just focused on the on the past. Uh, it's fun to hear what people are are up okay. to. So if there's if there's other elements of what you're talking about, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing. Nothing is off the table for sure. Okay, you want me to share more what I'm what I'm doing, or if just you, like, yeah, if you like, go, yeah, go for or... it. No, go for it. Okay. Uh, all of, yeah, well, I guess all of I'm. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, I'm working in the Himalayas, um, and the goal is is to to share the gospel, like so people will know, um, yeah, know who Jesus is. Um, yeah. And it's so uh, often that, tied to, tied to medical, medical ministry is that, yeah. that component of, Hey, we're here to help you tangibly, but let me tell you about this other piece too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, yeah, the gospel, yeah, it changes everything, but also, yeah, I feel like medical care is part of the gospel too. Cause it's, um, it's just, how God designed, um, I, I, I think it's part of God's kingdom coming. <laughs> like just yeah. kind of like, um, having education is part of bringing God's kingdom. Cause it, it's just, it means that people live better and they, yeah, I think that's kind of like he- heaven coming to earth. Our part in bringing heaven to earth is, is what we can do as far as like, yeah. How, how can we like educate kids or how can we counsel families or how can, um, people work in the government and bring justice where there's brokenness and then like medical care where where I'm really passionate about women's health is like, how can we um, like lessen the pain of, of child labor or like the, the things that happen, there's so many deaths that often happen with um, when people are in, are in third world countries and giving birth, like there's lots of high infant mortality and maternal mortality rates, but um in the West where we have really good medical systems. Um, yeah. I think those are often like, because, because it's, those are countries that are, were built on Christian worldviews and that just, it's crazy how much, as I've learned more about the Bible, just seeing like how much the Bible affects like how we live and how we, how we work and just like systems in general in society, like, um, like in the country I'm in, there's lots of corruption especially in the medical world because um, healthcare isn't seen as like it's it seen more, it's more, it's more of a business. And so people are just trying to, they'll, they'll lie about someone's health. They'll tell them something's really wrong and say they need, they need surgery when all they need is like some antibiotics for um, a bladder infection. Um, mm-hmm. And same with like women's health, there's a high C-section rate where I, in this country, because um it's more lucrative. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And it's also easier. Like you can just schedule a C-section and it's done versus like following someone through their labor, monitoring the baby, all of that takes a lot more energy and there is more risk involved, but it also has way better outcomes. Um, so, um, but in, I think, I think just coming from, from a Western kind of where um, Western country where, I mean, things are changing there too, but where, um, healthcare is seen more as like a, a, a human right, um, for everyone to have like good health. Um, where here is it's more of a business. 
So coming from the West, um, just seeing like, oh, like people give good care because it's it's per- a person's right to have good health care. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that vision of, because uh, we, we talked about even with our, our students coming through and where missions and Christian workers in general across the world are changing and doing more work that might not look like traditional missions, but yeah, what a, you know, what a wonderful influence that you as a medical professional can have as, as a believer as well in that environment. Yeah. Transform the world around you where somebody who is going to seminary, for instance, has, has great training and is, and is useful, but you, you are uniquely equipped in your medical training and going through nursing school Yeah, to be in that situation. And in, in that situation, be able to influence towards uh, a policy and a system that models, not, not necessarily a Western system, but right. a biblical system. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause there's so many things about the, the culture I'm in that are beautiful and actually quite biblical. It's really cool that you, you had, kind of the start of this process through through we call them service projects at, at the moment um and it's something that with with covid we haven't been able to do for the past two years but i'm excited to be able to start start that up again as far as giving kids really an exposure into what the world is and I, I, it's that weird fine line right of of being helpful and not wanting it to be uh you know, tourism but also there there has to be an element of exposure of yeah. hey these are these are hard parts of the world and this is this is how you can be helpful based on how you are equipped in your and your giftings. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. What are what are other pieces from either your time in the dorm or your time at BFA or even even just your time growing up with your parents that equipped you even in ways that maybe you didn't discover until now you've moved back over and mm. are, you know, tools in your toolbox that you that God maybe put into your into your life even in these waiting times i think that's sometimes where we learn yeah the most yeah but is there anything that comes to mind that's a good question um i think definitely kind of living overseas in general just helped me um relate to people who are different from me more easily um because you kind of have to just sort of have to learn that skill when you're not around people that that aren't like you or from different cultures um mm-hmm. But, um, and then I think also just gave me a value for other countries that I might not have had if I'd only grown up in Canada, like, because, um, cause I was aware of the needs and also like the, the privilege I had as a Canadian, just like the wealthy, all the opportunities I had, the wealth that our country has. Um, and then like seeing other countries help me kind of I guess like that didn't have that it um um yeah it was just eye-opening to live overseas yeah going to BFA it was actually a pretty hard time for me I I was yeah. super homesick no it's an honest yeah it's an honest answer yeah <laughs> I was super homesick at did. BFA the whole time um it was it was yeah. better the second year I made more I made more friends and just like felt yeah more like I had community around me but the first year I remember just like it being really hard and the second year was also hard but it was better <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, sure. I actually I was already starting to to go this way when my family moved to um Central Asia when I was 12 because I'd lived in Canada till I was 12 and then 
we moved when I was 12 to Central Asia. And uh, I, I started to question my faith a lot. And I just, because I, because I was going through so many hard transition transitions, I, um, yeah, I just was like, God, where are you? I don't feel like you're real. And then going to BFA and stuff, <clears throat> that was actually where I decided I wasn't a Christian. But it, I don't think it was, it wasn't because of BFA. It was just, I reached this place where I'm like, really thought about my faith a lot. And I was like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I'm a Christian. I just, I just can't believe like this guy, Jesus, who died 2000 years ago, somehow saved the whole world. It didn't make sense to me. But I remember really going through that and talking with one of my RAs. Um, you still call them RAs? Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, Christy Schleep, she was one of my RAs. And I remember yeah. being so surprised. She was like, not, she's like, you know what? Just, she just listened to me and I would like go talk about all my doubts. And she was like, it was, it's just nice to have someone just to talk to. Cause especially in BFA where at least when I was there, it felt like being a really good Christian was like that. Those are the cool people. And I was like, I, yeah, I don't really fit in. Cause I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm a Christian. And it was like cool to be like really into Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, but it was, it was so great to have Christy just like sit with me and like, to be like, yeah, what, what do you think? Or like, what's going on? Um, and then I remember she gave me this, she suggested I read this book called case for Christ. And, um, I read it and it was like a lots of logical stuff about why, like why it's actually reasonable to believe in Jesus. And, um, that wasn't the reason I, I came back to, I decided again to believe in and, like I, I decided to believe in Jesus and I actually, but it was definitely one of the, <clears throat> one of the main things that helped me kind of like think through the process. And there was a, there's a bit longer story of me, of just me, um, God meeting me and yeah, being like, um, <clears throat> yeah, him really meeting me in my need and, um, changing my life, but, um, definitely like, yeah. BFA was, I was just, I was really thankful for having Christy and like other people around me, like mentors who I could talk with, um, about, about those things that sometimes can seem a little bit shameful to talk about, especially when you're in such like a high intensity Christian environment where it wouldn't, it would be kind of like awkward or people would be like, what, you don't believe mm. in Jesus kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Um, those are those are exactly the conversations that need to need to happen, and especially as we get into this generation, where on on top of those pieces, where we'll we'll talk to other people and even just personal supporters of this idea of sure there there are TCKs and MKs and things, but we're still dealing with a lot of what globally everyone is dealing with as far as identity, as far as yeah. uh, you know global things and gender and all all these pieces that yeah. are. Um, difficult conversations to have even even in a normal context and then you insert it into this perception of a christian bubble and if anything we we need to talk about it more here because it doesn't naturally happen you have to dig it and be like hey this is okay to talk about and we we as a school and we as a leadership team also inviting those conversations internally of let's let's discuss this openly um and and that that encompasses faith that encompasses 
you know, depression and all these pieces that are, yeah. oh, this is uncomfortable to talk about, but yeah, what a wonderful, safe environment to have those conversations. Yeah, And time and time again, we hear so many alumni say, it was this conversation sometimes in the middle of the night with my RA or my, you know, my yeah. small group guys or something that this is where the rubber meets the road and these conversations happen that equip me and help me have a baseline that then those relationships, I mean, yeah, you are now still friends to this day. And the reason that we're even talking is because Christy connecting us, yeah. um, yeah. of, you know, years, years and years, uh, of, yeah. of that, but seeing how those relationships last and form in yeah. this crucible of both a, an intense Christian yeah. bubble. And then also in some respects in an, an intense effort to, hide non-christian things but the reality is that you have yeah. to also let's talk about these things let's deal yeah. with these pieces yeah totally and, and, and growing up you know, a tumultuous teenager is is not yeah that's not uncommon that's you know that's life that's growing up so. yeah yeah and i think like yeah in so many ways bfa is so fun but then there's so many things about being away from your family if, if you're a student who doesn't live with like if you're not a home student mm-hmm that can actually be really stressful and that it's hard, but in some ways it like God always uses things for good. And I just thinking back, like maybe I wouldn't have reached that point of not like, I think going to BFA and having to go through hard things, it, it brought me sooner to realize like to, <laughs> to meet those hard questions. Like, do I really believe this or do I only believe I'm a Christian because I was brainwashed? Like those kind of, because, or because I, yeah. grew up that way and am I, am I brainwashed like um because that, that's just what I've all only grown up with so I think it 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 kind of like sped up the process in a way it was like and like what you said like a crucible like a yeah it was um a microwave for because it yeah, was sure. a, a hard situation for me um I know for not not for everyone it's not some people like just thrive but um, sometimes it can be really hard for, for, for me and for other people. And, um, but, but God will use it for good. Like, and, uh, and even if it brings you to a really hard place, like it's not bad to be there because God will meet you. Um, yeah. And, and then, uh, also like, it was so great to have people around me that wanted to, like, people are there for, (laughs) like the RAs were there for us, you know, like they, they gave up so much just to come. They, I think they paid, they paid to be there to serve, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Was like, <laughs> yeah they're they really there to love us. And uh, yeah, just so thankful for that. And yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. If you, as we get into graduation season, do you have pieces of advice that you would have for the senior class? And even as they navigate, that big question of what am I going to do with my life? Yeah. Not that you can't redecide every couple of years. I think yeah. that's what people end up doing. Right. Yeah. What are, what would you, what would you wish that you would have told your, your senior self hmm. for you? Yeah. Well, I think the best thing I ever did in making a decision about what I wanted to do, like what I wanted to study in university was I did like a personality hmm. test. There was like a kind of, at my university they had this like career counseling kind of person that I could go to see for free. But even if you have to pay, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, but maybe to get some like career counseling or like 
do some kind of test where you, because I think especially when you're when you're eight, 17, 18, it's, you don't really know yourself super well. Like you do, but I mean, it's really hard. The older you get, the easier you know more about yourself because you have more experience. But when you're 17, 18, it's kind of hard to know what you actually enjoy. Um, yeah. Cause you not really, you've been in school most of your life. Like you don't really, yeah. I mean, everyone has different experiences, but sometimes it's hard to know what you're, what you like. And so um, I don't know, doing for my, for me doing a personality test and realizing like, Oh, I actually don't enjoy machines. I don't really, I shouldn't be a pilot. I'll probably hate it. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that unless I, until I'd done it, but then I'd spent, I would have spent like thousands of dollars, you know, doing that school. So for me, like doing that personality test or like career counseling test, just figure out what I enjoy doing, what I'm kind of gifted for, what I am drawn to. That was really helpful in realizing like, oh, I actually in, am kind of a nurturer type of person as well as like, I enjoy learning about like scientific things. And so maybe I'll become a nurse, you know, that was like, mm probably the best thing I did in making a decision about what I want to do with my life. Um, but also I think even just taking, if you're really not sure, like just taking a year to figure it out is fine too. Like I did a year of general studies and that was good too. Cause it really helped me. It I talked to other people who were already studying nursing and like kind of figure out, did I want to do this? Do I want to do this too? And so just having a bit of a breather is not, not a bad idea. Um, instead of feeling like the pressure just to jump in and get a four year degree by the time you're 22, you know, like it's fine if you wait till you're 25 <laughs> to have a degree yeah. or, you know, 27, it's not, you still have a lot of time, yeah. but, um, yeah, just not feeling it's more, to jump in. it's more and more common for kids to take a gap year. Yeah. I would say a good okay. 15 to 20%, maybe Yeah, take a gap year. And I, I, looking back, I wish that I think a lot of people would have taken a gap year just yeah. to have a, a breather yeah. and thinking through how much your mind develops, even just in that one year yeah. of exposure and tangible experience. Yeah, definitely. It can be very valuable. Yeah. And even like, yeah, doing some kind of um, discipleship school, because I think um, the earlier you can like really dig into those deep questions, those deep um, doubts you have with God, the better. Um, and often if you go to like a discipleship school or something like that, it will really, um, help you get there. Or like, even just like heart things, like things that you've grown up with that God wants to heal. Um, those are really great to like, you know, why, why wait until after you're done school? Like, why not do it now? And that will usually help shape, shape where you want to go to, um, when you're, feeling more like you have a better foundation with with the Lord and with your own faith, like what you believe, usually that's um, that will really help direct where you're going, like what you want to study, kind of give you vision for your life. Because um, God made God made you so he knows you better than yourself. So like when you really um yeah, so I, so like going after your relationship with God, I think will usually really help you figure out what you want to do with your life. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. One thing that's brought me a lot of freedom in pursuing the stuff that's on my heart, like, um, as I've learned 
more and more about like how I am passionate about um, healthcare, just like helping people have good health, um, um, especially with women, like with labor and delivery. Um, I, yeah, I, I used to think that like to be a missionary or something that, um, being like a pastor or something, like sharing the gospel all the time was what would really, um, please God more (laughs) or be more effective for his kingdom. I didn't, I didn't, I thought that being like practical work of like medical care and stuff wasn't as important as like spending two hours praying or something. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and so like, and, and then also things like, um, like say, say I had a passion for government and want to be a politician. I would, I guess I always thought like, okay, to be a politician who followed God, I would have to like preach the gospel when I was like giving my campaigns or something, or like, to be a nurse, mm-hmm. I would have to like, and who really followed God and wanted to share the gospel, I would have to like preach the gospel to all my patients. But then there was always this battle in my battle in my heart, my my for, for several years when I was a nurse because I was like, I don't feel like I'm really being a good Christian nurse. Like, what does a Christian nurse look like? Like, I'm not sharing the gospel with every person. I'm not like, um, praying praying for every person that, you know, for whatever they need. I'm because it just doesn't seem, didn't seem appropriate. (laughs) Um, but then I did this, um, Bible school on biblical worldview and I realized like, um, how important, how God actually created every area of our life. And when we're working in that area, um, whatever, whatever we feel called to, um, we're actually, we're actually sharing the gospel by doing that. Like when I care for someone who is is having her baby and I'm teaching her what's going on. So she's not afraid. That's like actually sharing the gospel. Cause that's what God would want this person to know. Or like when I'm teaching a dad how to change his baby's diaper, like I'm doing that work. It's not like God himself could, you know, talk to the dad in an audible voice and be like, Okay, first un you know, undo these straps, then you know, all that stuff. But he chose me to like tell this dad that. Like otherwise the dad would be stressed and not know what's going on. Or so that's kind of a, a silly example, but say you feel called to No, it actually that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, so you feel called to farming and you're like, Okay, I'm like growing this wheat so that people can make bread, or you work in a bakery and you're like, Okay, I'm making this bread. And then you're giving it so that people can eat it. But like if God wanted, he could just have made it so that bread would show up on people's plates and like no one would have to bake it or plow the, grow the, grow the wheat. But instead he chose like us people to like plow and harvest and, and someone to bake the bread and then someone to work as a cashier and sell it. Like all those things are actually really important and they're actually part of like God's kingdom, like living, that's like being in God's kingdom and bringing God's kingdom. Cause, um, if that didn't happen, people wouldn't eat. And you know, like God, that's not God's heart for us. He wants us to have food so we can, we can grow and we can 
live and that's that's part like yeah. he, he wants us to have a full life so I think just like having that biblical worldview bible school like totally changed the way I thought about mm. the value of my job that I'm passionate about and I realized like okay I don't have to feel this pressure like definitely I'd love to share the gospel with someone if they want to know but like I don't have to feel this like stressful pressure all the time to be like I gotta share otherwise I'm not really living out I'm not really loving God or like sharing God's love but like me just being with someone in in their labor and like mentoring them through it you know caring for them that's actually me being God's hands and feet to this person and and they're actually experiencing the gospel through me in that in that way because um the gospel is like essentially like God delivering us from our own sin and our own broke in the brokenness this world has. So when, when I'm doing that, it's actually, you know, um, alleviating some of the pain someone's having is actually bringing the gospel and, and not, in not like a very, uh, in not like a, a direct way, but it's like, or <laughs> it's not the yeah. same as me sharing the gospel. And like Jesus died on the cross, yeah. well, you know, yeah. he died for your sins so that yeah. you could be saved. Um, but it's still the gospel and it's just as important. And, um, so I just, I feel pretty passionate about that now realizing like, Whoa, I didn't realize the value of nursing, um, or like the value of being a politician or the value of being a judge or the value of being someone who works in a bakery, someone, all that, all those kinds of things. I'm like, wow, it's, it just puts so much, um, I just feel like that's God's heart for us that our lives really are important no matter how no matter what we think but they really are important um even the little things that we do um in our day are really important to him and it's actually beautiful like um our lives are beautiful to god and uh um and work is work is beautiful i love what you i love what you said where where God could, if he, if he'd wanted to make, you know, bread grow out of the ground, but how, how much of that transformation process of that whole work structure, even in a, in a broken world where some of those things are hard, yeah. how much of that is driving and facilitating relationship and how so many cultures are based on, you know, you, you can't just walk into a random village and start telling the gospel all the time. It's a, yeah. I am here. I'm here to do business. I'm here to do business with, with authenticity and with love and with fiscal responsibility. Yeah. And I am now known and I am an integral part of this community. And therefore I have this relationship where somebody will then be invited into their home and invited into their hearts. Yeah. Without that, it's kind of like, Hey, I got all the answers. Let me tell you. And they don't know you from Adam. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so that, that balance of, through the relationship building process, through going through life and going through the, we're going to plant the field and it's going to be a communal event. And we're all going to harvest it together. And we're all yeah. going to, you know, we're going to meet around at the local bakery and we're going to get to know the baker. And um, yeah, the, the, the beauty of not fast tracking something because that is where relationship and community happens. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people really open up when, you come in low and serve them. And so yeah. like anything that will, yeah, 
be a way to serve them, whether it's business or healthcare or yeah. teaching their yeah. kids. Um, it yeah. really in their moment of vulnerability, you're able to to partner with them and and to to serve them when they're yeah 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 That's cool yeah. Katie, that's awesome. Thank you for thank you for sharing kind of your your heart and your journey through through these things. Yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. And for yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're an alum, if you know anybody who has come through BFA, whether they're staff or students, and you know their story, you know how maybe they have impacted you and your life. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at communications at bfacademy.de. There are so many amazing things that are happening around the world because of what God has done and is continuing to do through this school. And we'd love to share those with you. Until next time, we're Josh and Nathan, and thanks for listening.